are listening to the most original talk radio station anywhere. We are L.A. Talk Radio at latalkradio.com. You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now entering the Sapphire Planet. The Sapphire Planet. Nelson Mandela, born July 18, 1918, died December 5, 2013, was a South African anti-apartheid revolutionary, politician, and philanthropist who served as president of South Africa from 1994 to 1999. He was South Africa's first black chief executive and the first elected in a fully representative democratic election. His government focused on dismantling the legacy of apartheid through tackling institutionalized racism, poverty, and inequality, and fostering racial reconciliation. Politically, an African nationalist and democratic socialist, he served as president of the African National Congress, or the ANC, from 1991 to 1997. Internationally, Mandela was Secretary General of the Non-Aligned Movement from 1998 to 1999. A born to the Thembu royal family, Mandela attended the Fort Hare University and the University of Witwatersrand where he studied law. Living in Johannesburg, he became involved in anti-colonial politics, joining the ANC and becoming a founding member of its youth league. After the South African National Party came to power in 1948, he rose to prominence in the ANC's 1952 defiance campaign was appointed superintendent of the organization's Transvaal chapter 
and presided over the 1955 Congress of the People. Working as a lawyer, he was repeatedly arrested for seditious activities and, with the ANC leadership, was unsuccessfully prosecuted in the treason trial from 1956 to 1961. Influenced by Marxism, he secretly joined the South African Communist Party and sat on its central committee. Although initially committed to non-violent protest, in association with the South African Communist Party, he co-founded the militant Umkahonto We Suizwi, or the MK, in 1961 leading a sabotage campaign against the apartheid government. In 1962, he was arrested, convicted of conspiracy to overthrow the state, and sentenced to life imprisonment in the Ravonia trial. Mandela served over 27 years in prison, initially on Robben Island, and later in Poolsmore Prison and Victor Vester Prison. An international campaign lobbied for his release. He was released in 1990, during the time of escalating civil strife. Mandela joined negotiations with President F.W. de Klerk to abolish apartheid and establish multiracial elections in 1994, in which he led the ANC to victory and became South Africa's first black president. He published his autobiography in 1995. During his tenure in the government of national unity, he invited several other political parties to join the cabinet as agreed to during the negotiations to end apartheid in South Africa, he promulgated a new constitution. He also created the Truth and Reconciliation Commission to investigate past human rights abuses. While continuing the former government's liberal economic policy, his administration also induced measures to encourage land reform, combat poverty, and expand health care services. Internationally, he acted as a mediator between Libya and the United Kingdom in the Pan Am Flight 103 bombing trial and oversaw military intervention in Lesotho. He declined to run for a second term and was succeeded by his deputy, Thabo Belki. Mandela became an elder statesman, focusing on charitable work in combating poverty and HIV-AIDS through the Nelson Mandela Foundation. Mandela was a controversial figure for much of his life. Denounced as a communist terrorist by critics, he nevertheless gained international acclaim for his activism, having received more than 250 honors, including the 1993 Nobel Peace Prize, the U.S. Presidential Medal of Freedom, the Soviet Order of Lenin, and the Bharat Ratana. 
he is held in deep respect within South Africa, where he is often referred to by his Oso clan name, Mandiba, or Tata, which means father. He is often described as the father of the nation. Mandela was born on July 18, 1918, in the village of Vezo in Umtata, then a part of South Africa's Cape Province. Given the forename Rolelala, a Hozo term colloquially meaning troublemaker, in later years he became known by his clan name, Madiba. His paternal great-grandfather, Gugumbeku, was ruler of the Thebu people in the Transkian territories of South Africa's modern Eastern Cape province. One of his king's son named Mandela became Nelson's grandfather and the source of his surname. Because Mandela was only the king's child by a wife of the Hixaba clan, a so-called left-hand house. The descendants of his cadet branch of royal family were Morganatic, which is ineligible to inherit the throne, but recognized as hereditary royal counselors. His father, Gadla Henry Pakinyasiwa, was a local chief and counselor to the monarch. He had been appointed to the position in 1915 after his predecessor was accused of corruption by a governing white magistrate. In 1926, Gadala too was sacked for corruption. But Nelson was told that he lost his job for standing up to the magistrate's unreasonable demands. A devotee of the god Kwamata Gadla was a polygamist, having four wives, four sons, and nine daughters, who lived in different villages. Nelson's mother was Gadla's third wife, Noskini Fani, who was the daughter of Kendema of the Right Hand House and a member of the Amabufa clan of Hosa. Later, stating that his early life was dominated by custom, ritual, and taboo, Mandela grew up with two sisters in his mother's kraal in the village of Kunu, where he tended herds as a cattle boy, spending much time outside with other boys. And his parents were a little bit, but being devout Christians, his mother sent him to a local Methodist school when he was about seven. Baptized a Methodist, Mandela was given the English forename of Nelson by his teacher. When Mandela was about nine, his father came to stay at Kuno, where he died of an undiagnosed ailment which Mandela believed to be lung disease. Feeling cut adrift, he later said that he inherited his father's proud rebellionist and stubborn sense of fairness. His mother took Mandela to the 
Great Place Palace at Kezukwini, where he was entrusted under the guardianship of Thembu Regent Chief Gongintaba Deliniabo. Although he did not see his mother again for many years, Mandela fed the Gongintaba and his wife Nungaland treated him as if they were his own child, raising along their son Justice and daughter No Mamfu. As Mandela attended church services every Sunday with his guardians, Christianity became a significant part of his life. He attended a Methodist mission school located next to the palace, studying English, Osa, history, and geography. He developed a love of African history, listening to the tales told of by elderly visitors to the palace and became influenced by the anti-imperialist rhetoric of Chief Joyai. At the time, he nevertheless considered the European colonists as benefactors, not oppressors. Age 16, he, Justice, and several other boys traveled to Taharalaha to undergo the circumcision rituals that symbolically marked their transformation from boys to men. The ride over, he was given the name Delibunga. Intending to gain skills needed to become a privy counselor for the Thembu Royal House, Mandela began his secondary education at Clarkbury Boarding Institute in Edkobol, a Western-style institution that was the largest school for black Africans in Thembuland. Made to socialize with other students on an equal basis, he claimed that he lost his stuck-up attitude, becoming best friends with a girl for the first time. He began playing sports and developed his lifelong love of gardening. Competing his junior certificate in two years, in 1937, he moved to Haroldtown, the Methodist College in Fort Beaufort, attended by most Thembu royalty, including Justice. The headmaster emphasized the superiority of English culture and government, but Mandela became increasingly interested in native African cultures, making his first non-Osa friend a Soto language speaker and coming under the influence of one of his favorite teachers, an Osa who broke taboo by marrying a Soto. Spending much of his spare time long-distance running and boxing, in his second year, Mandela became a perfect. With Jongataba's backing, Mandela began work on a Bachelor of Arts degree at the University of Fort Hare, an elite institution in Alice, Eastern Cape, with around 150 students. There he studied English, anthropology, politics, native administration, and Roman Dutch law in his first year, desiring to become an interpreter or clerk in the Native Affairs Department. Mandela 
stayed in the Wesley House dormitory, befriending his own kinsman, Katie Matazima, as well as Oliver Tambo, who became a close friend and comrade for decades to come. Continuing his interest in sport, Mandela took up ballroom dancing, performed in a drama society play about Abraham Lincoln, and gave Bible classes in the local community as part of the Student Christian Association. Although having friends connected to the African National Congress and the anti-imperialist movement who wanted an independent South Africa, Mandela avoided any involvement and became a vocal supporter of the British war effort when the Second World War broke out. Helping found a first-year students' house committee, which challenged the dominance of the second years. At the end of his first year, he became involved in a students' representative council, boycotting against the quality of food, for which he was temporarily suspended from the university. He left without receiving a degree. Returning to Kwasiwin in December 1940, Mandela found that Jongataba had arranged marriages for him and Justice. Dismayed, the both of them fled to Johannesburg via Queenstown, arriving in April 1941. Mandela found work as a night watchman at Crown Mines, his first sight of South African capitalism in action, but was fired when the Induna, otherwise known as the headman, discovered he was a runaway. Staying with a cousin in George Gock Township, Mandela was introduced to the realtor and ANC activist Walter Sislu, who secured him a job as an articled clerk at law firm Witkin, Sidiskli, and Edelman. The company was run by a liberal Jewish man, Lazar Sidoski, who was sympathetic to the ANC's cause. At the firm, Mandela befriended Gar Redibi, also a member of the ANC and Communist Party, as well as Nat Bregman, a Jewish communist who became his first white friend. Attending communist talks and parties, Mandela was impressed that Europeans, Africans and Indians, and coloreds were mixing as equals. He stated later that he did not join the party because its atheism conflicted with his Christian faith and because he saw the South African struggle as being racially based rather than class warfare. Becoming increasingly politicized, in August 1943, Mandela marched in support of a successful bus boycott to reverse fare rises. Continuing his higher education, Mandela signed up to a University of South African Correspondence course, working on his bachelor's degree at night. Earning a small wage, Mandela rented a room in the house of the Homo family that Alexandric Township. Although rife with poverty, crime, and pollution, Alexandra always remained a treasured place for him. Although embarrassed by his poverty, 
He briefly courted a Swazi woman before unsuccessfully courting his landlord's daughter. In order to save money and to be closer to downtown Johannesburg, Mandela moved into the compound of the Witterwaterfran Native Labor's Association. Living among miners of various tribes, as the compound was a way station for visiting chiefs, he once met the Queen Regent of Bastuland. In late 1941, Njongataba visited, forgiving Mandela for running away. On returning to Thimbuland, the regent died in winter 1942. Sadly, Mandela and Justice arrived a day late for the funeral. After passing his BA exam in early 1943, Mandela returned to Johannesburg to follow a political path as a lawyer rather than become a privy counselor in Thimbuland. He later stated that he experienced no epiphany, but that he simply found myself doing so and could do not otherwise. Beginning law studies at the University of Witwatersrand, Mandela was the only native African student, and though facing racism, he befriended liberal and communist European Jewish Indian students, among them Joe Slovo, Harry Schwartz, and Ruth First. Joining the ANC, Mandela was increasingly influenced by Sinsula, spending much time with other activists and Sinsula's Orlando house, including his old friend, Oliver Tambo. In 1943, Mandela met Anton Lemedy, an African nationalist virently opposed to racial united front against colonialism and imperialism or to an alliance with the communists. Despite his friendship with non-blacks and communists, Mandela supported Lemdi's views, believing that black Africans should be entirely independent in their struggle for political self-determination. Deciding on the need for a young wing to mass-mobilize Africans in opposition to their subjugation, Mandela was among a delegation that approached ANC President Alfred Bertini Zuma on the subject at his home in Sofia Town. The African National Congress Youth League was founded on Easter Sunday, 1944, in the Bantu Men's Social Center in Eloff Street, with Lemdidi as president and Mandela as member of the executive committee. At Sisulu's house, Mandela met Evelyn Mays, an ANC activist from Ngokopa, Transiki, who was training at the time to become a nurse. They married on October 5, 1944. After initially living with her relatives, they rented a house number 8115 in Orlando from early 1946. Their first child, Madiba Thembi Thembikulai, was born in February 1945, and a daughter named Magazawi was born in 1947, dying nine months later of meningitis. In 
Mandela enjoyed home life, welcoming his mother and sister, Libby, to stay with him. In early 1947, his three years of articles ended at Witkin, Sedeskli, and Elderman, and he decided to become a full-time student, subsisting on loans from the Bantu Welfare Trust. In July 1947, Mandela rushed Lembedi, who was ill, to a hospital where he died. He was succeeded as the African National Conference Youth League president by the more moderate Peter Mda, who agreed to cooperate with communists and non-blacks, as pointing Mandela, ANCYL secretary. Mandela disagreed with Mda's approach. In December 1947, supporting an unsuccessful measure to expel communists from the ANCYL, considering their ideology un-African. In 1947, Mandela was elected to the executive committee of the Transvaal ANC, serving under regional president C.S. Romanohone. When Romanohone acted against the wishes of the Transvaal Executive Committee by cooperating with Indians and communists, Mandela was one of those who forced his resignation. In the South African general election of 1948, in which only whites were permitted to vote, the Afrikaner, the Afrikaner-dominated Herendage National Party under Danielle Francis Milan took power, soon uniting with the Afrikaner Party to form the National Party. Openly racialist, the party codified and expanded racial segregation with the new apartheid legislation. Gaining increasing influence in the ANC, Mandela and his cadres began advocating direct action against apartheid, such as boycotts and strikes, influenced by the tactics of South Africa's Indian community. Zuma did not support these measures, and he was removed from the presidency in a vote of no conference, replaced by James Moraka, aimed a more militant cabinet containing Sislu, Emda, Tambo, and Godfrey Pichi. Mandela later related that, We had now guided the ANC to a more radical and revolutionary path. Having devoted his time to the politics, Mandela failed his final year at Witter Wonderland three times. He was ultimately denied his degree in December 1949. Mandela took Zuma's place on the African National Committee National Executive in March 1950. That month, the Defend Free Speech Convention was held in Johannesburg, bringing together African, Indian, and communist activists to call an anti-apartheid general strike. 
Mandela opposed the strike because it was not ANC-led, but a majority of black workers took part, resulting in increased police repression and the introduction of the Suppression of Communism Act in 1950, affecting the actions of all protest groups. In 1950, Mandela was elected national president of the ANCYL at the African National Committee National Conference of December 1951. He continued arguing against a racially united front, but was outvoted. Thenceforth, he altered his entire perspective, embracing such an approach, influenced by friends like Moses Catone and by the Soviet Union's support for wars of independence. Mandela's mistrust of communism also broke down. He became influenced by the texts of Karl Marx, Friedrich Engels, Valdemar Lenin, Joseph Stalin, and Mao Zedong, and embraced dialectical materialism. In April 1952, Mandela began work at the H.M. Bassner Law Firm, though his increasing commitment to work and activism meant he spent less time with his family. In 1952, the ANC began preparation for a joint defiance campaign against apartheid with Indian communist groups founding a national voluntary board to recruit volunteers. Deciding on a path of nonviolent resistance influenced by Mahatma Gandhi, some considered it the ethical option but Mandela instead considered it pragmatic. At a Durban rally on June 22nd, Mandela addressed a assembled crowd of 10,000 initiating the campaign's protests, for which he was arrested and briefly interned at Marshall Square Prison. With further protests, the ANC's membership grew from 20,000 to 100,000. The government responded with mass arrests, including the Public Safety Act, 1953 to permit martial law. In May, authorities banned Transvaal ANC President J.B. Marks from making public appearances. Unable to maintain his position, he recommended Mandela as his successor. Although the ultra-Africanistic Bafabiega group opposed his candidacy, Mandela was elected regional president in October. On July 30, 1952, Mandela was arrested under the Suppression of Communism Act and stood trial as part of the 21 accused, among them Moroka, Sislua, and Dadu, in Johannesburg. Found guilty of statutory communism, their sentence of nine months hard labor was suspended for two years. In December, Mandela was giving a six-month ban from attending meetings or talking to more than one individual at a time, making his Transvaal ANC presidency impractical. The defiance campaign petered out. In September 1953, Andre Cuny read out Mandela's No Easy Walk to Freedom speech at a Transvaal ANC meeting. The title was taken from a quote by Indian independence leader Jawaharlal Nehru, a seminal influence on Mandela's thought. 
The speech laid out a contingency plan for a scenario in which the ANC was banned. This Mandela plan, or M plan, involved dividing the organization into a cell structure with a more centralized leadership. Mandela attained worked as an attorney for the firm Terre Blanche and Brigish before moving to the liberal-run Hellman and Michael, passing qualification exams to become a full-fledged attorney. In August 1953, Mandela and Oliver Tambu opened their own law firm, Mandela and Tambu, operating in a downtown Johannesburg, the only African-run law firm in the entire country. It was popular with aggrieved blacks, often dealing with cases of police brutality. Disliked by the authorities, the firm was re- forced to relocate to a remote location after their office permit was removed under the Group Areas Act. As a result, their customers dwindled. Though a second daughter, Makazui Fumu, was born in May 1954, Mandel's relationship with his wife Evelyn became strained, and she accused him of adultery. Since then, evidence has emerged indicating that he was having affairs with ANC member Lillian Goyi and Secretary Ruth Mompati. Persistent and unproven claims assert that the latter bore Mandela as a child. Disgusted by her son's behavior, Noskini returned to Transiski, and his wife Evelyn embraced the Jehovah's Witness and rejected Mandela's obsession with politics. Mandela came to the opinion that the African National Conference had no alternative to arm and violent resistance. After taking part in the unsuccessful protest to prevent the demolition of the all-black Sophia Town suburb of Johannesburg in February 1955, he advised Sisulu to request weaponry from the People's Republic of China. But though supporting the anti-apartheid struggle, China's government believed the movement insufficiently prepared for guerrilla warfare. With involvement of the South African Indian Congress, the Colored People's Congress, the South African Congress of Trade Unions, and the Congress of Democrats, the African National Congress planned a Congress of the People, calling on all South Africans to send in proposals for post-apartheid era. Based on the response, a freedom charter was drafted by Rudge Bernstein, calling for the creation of a democratic non-racialist state with a nationalization of major industry. When the charter was adopted at a June 1955 conference in Cliptown, attended by 3,000 delegates, police cracked down on the event, but it remained a key part of Mandela's ideology. Following the end of a second ban in September 1955, Mandela went on a working holiday to Transiski to discuss the implications of the Bantu Authorities Act 1951 with the local tribe leaders who also visiting his mother and Nogalan before proceeding to Cape Town. 
In March 1956, he received his third ban on public appearances, restricting him to Johannesburg for five years. But he often defied it. His marriage broke down as his wife Evelyn left, taking their children to live with her brother, initiating divorce proceedings in May 1956. Evelyn claimed that Mandela had physically abused her. He denied the allegations and fought for custody of their children. She withdrew her petition of separation in November, but Mandela filed for divorce in January 1958. The divorce was finalized in March with the children placed in Evelyn's care. During the divorce proceedings, he began courting and and politicizing a social worker, Winnie Mediskela, who he married in Bizana on June 14, 1958. She later became involved in ANC activities, spending several weeks in prison. On December 5, 1956, Mandela was arrested alongside most of the ANC executive for high treason against the state. Held in a Johannesburg prison amid mass protest, they underwent a preparatory examination in Drill Hall on December 19th before being granted bail. The defense's refiation began on January 9th, 1957 overseen by defense lawyer Vernon Barrage and continued until adjourning in September. In January 1958, Judge Oslo Piro was appointed to the case and in February he ruled that there was sufficient reason for the defendants to go on trial in the Transvaal Supreme Court. The formal treason trial began in Pretoria in August 1958 with the defendants successfully applying to have the three judges all linked to the governing national party replaced in August one charge was dropped and in October the prosecution withdrew its indicted submitting a reformulated version in November which argued that the ANC leadership committed high treason by advocating violent revolution, a charge the defendants denied. In April 1959, militant Africanists dissatisfied with the ANC's United Front approach founded the Pan-African Congress. Mandela's friend Robert Subukwa was elected president though Mandela thought the group immature. Both parties campaigned for anti-pass campaign in May 1960, in which Africans burned the passes that they were legally obliged to carry. One of the PAC-organized demonstrations was fired upon by police, resulting in the deaths of 69 protesters in the Sharpsville Massacre. In solidarity, Mandela publicly burned his pass as as rioting broke out across South Africa 
leading the government to proclaim martial law. Under the state of emergency measures, Mandela and other activists were arrested on March 30th, imprisoned without charge in the unsanitary conditions of the Pretoria local prison, and the ANC and PAC were banned in April. This made it difficult for their lawyers to reach them, and it was agreed that the defense team for the treason trial should withdraw in protest. Representing themselves in court, the accused were freed from prison when the state of emergency was lifted in late August. Mandela used his free time to organize an all-in-one African conference near Pietzermansenburg, Natal, in March, at which 1,400 anti-apartheid delegates met, agreeing on staying at home protest to mark May 31st, the day South Africa became a republic. On March 29, 1961, after a six-year trial, the judges produced a verdict of not guilty, embarrassing the government. Disguised as a chauffeur, Mandela traveled the country incognito, organizing the ANC's new cell structure and a mass stay-at-home strike for May 29. Referred to as the Black Pimpernel in the press, a reference to Emma Orkezi's 1905 novel, The Scarlet Pimpernel, the police put out a warrant for his arrest. Mandela held secret meetings with reporters, and after the government failed to prevent the strike, he warned them that many anti-apartheid activists would soon resort to violence through groups like the Pax Poco. He believed that the ANC should form an armed group to channel some of its violence, convincing both ANC leader Albert Luthala, who was morally opposed to violence, and allied activist groups of its necessity. Inspired by Fidel Castro's 26th of July movement in the Cuban Revolution, in 1961 Mandela co-founded Uma Cojanto Wasizwi, or Spear of the Nation, which is abbreviated MK, with the longtime leader of the South African Communist Party, Joe Slovo and Walter Sisulu. Mandela becoming chairman of the militant group, he gained ideas from illegal literature on guerrilla warfare by Mao and Che Guerrera. Officially separated from the ANC in later years, MK became the group's armed wing. Most early MK members were white communists. After hiding in communist Wolf Kaldish flat in Beru, Mandela moved to the communist-owned Leaf's Leaf Farm in Renivonia. There he joined by Raymond Malaba, Slova, and Bernstein, who put together the MK Constitution. Although Mandela himself denied ever being a member of the South African Communist Party, historical research published in 2011 strongly suggested that he might have been for a short period starting from the late 1950s or early 1960s. This was confirmed after his death by the South African Communist Party and the African National Committee. 
According to the South African Communist Party, he was not only a member of the party, but also served on the party's central committee. When he was arrested in 1962 and was denied for political reasons. Operating through a cell structure, MK agreed to acts of sabotage to exert maximum pressure on the government with minimum casualties, bombing military installations, power plants, telephone lines, and transport links at night when civilians were not present. Mandela stated that they chose sabotage not only because it was the least harmful action, but also because it did not involve the loss of life and it offered the best hope for reconciliation among the races afterwards. He noted that strict instructions were given to members of MK that would counterance no loss of life, but should these tactics fail, MK would resort to guerrilla warfare and terrorism. Soon after ANC leader Luther Lee was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize, MK publicly announced its existence with 57 bombings on Dingani's Day, December 16, 1961, followed by further attacks on New Year's Eve. The ANC agreed to send Mandela as a delegate to the February 1962 Pan-African Freedom Movement for East, Central, and Southern Africa, meeting in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. Traveling there in secret, Mandela met with Emperor Haile Selassie I and gave his speech after Selassie's at the conference. After the conference, he traveled to Cairo, Egypt, admiring the political reforms of President Gamal Abdel Nasser, and then went to Tunis, Tunisia, where President Abib Bouragaba gave him 5,000 pounds for weaponry. He proceeded to Morocco, Mali, Guinea, Sierra Leone, Liberia, and Senegal, receiving funds from Liberian President William Tubman and Guyan President Aman Sekotarur. Leaving Africa for London, he met anti-apartheid activists, reporters, and prominent leftist politicians. Returning to Ethiopia, he began a six-month course in guerrilla warfare, but completed only two months before being recalled to South Africa. Your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet.
Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet. Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.